in the Football Shed, your weekly football podcast for fans that live in the wrong time zone like we do. My name's John Hewitt. Jeff King is here. G'day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. Rog, you really took a gulpy taste of your beer just then. Did you bring a celebratory beer for the last pod before shutdown? Uh, well, I got a new one, yeah. I've never had it before. It's all the way from England. A few food miles there. but um, So buying local. Buying local, yeah. From a local shop. I wonder how long ago they shipped that out here with the current uh, climate. It is. A, you're, you're scum, Rod. You're part of the problem. Your beer brought everything back. A cooler shaker. Oh, like oh, the 90s band. Yeah. Passion Fruit Milkshake IPA from uh, the Vocation Brewery team. Mm. In Hebden <laughs> uh, Bridge. Brewery team. Mm. <laughs> Jeff, what Such a cyclist what, comment. <laughs> what did you bring for For anyone who doesn't know, Mel, Melbourne is going back into lockdown from tomorrow. Midnight tonight. Midnight tonight. Boo. So this is the last shed for a few weeks that we'll do in person. Woo-hoo. We'll carry on over Zoom. But so it's the last time we can actually talk in person. So did you bring a celebratory drink? Yeah, to- I bought a beer that I actually like. Amazing Wakachangi! <laughs> is that really a thing? Now, do you like it because you like the price point? Or you like the taste? Both. Right. Both. I'm very... The, the thing is... Well, just when you say you like I, a beer, that doesn't necessarily... Most people would assume that means taste. No, 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 no. Because I wouldn't know what expensive beer tastes like. So it has to have a good price. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. true. Um, I, unsurprisingly, bought Audi wine. Um, I did think about it because it's celebratory bringing two. But I didn't. I only ended up bringing one. Um... But we, people may have seen on Facebook this week um, that we announced some news. Um, and Phil on Facebook, the first thing he said was, is it an Audi partnership? <laughs> <laughs> I'm emailing them, John, but they're just not no, replying. No. But we've released a new logo this week, which caused some uh, controversy. Uh, do we have any opinions on the logo? It's green. Green, orange. It's pretty flash. I think so. I think it's quite pro. Well, it's all, all change in podcast land this week. All change. Yeah, so basically we have um, signed up to the Diamantina Podcast Network, which is quite exciting. Um, they make things like Patoot Advocate and Hello Sport. And we've got a new logo. And we've got new portraits, particularly of Rog looking... Uh... Like a sex pest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say babe. <laughs> babe? Yeah. Oh, no, it's gross. Oh. But, uh, hand, but sh- hand down the pockets, Rog. <laughs> rubbing up against your own thigh. <laughs> Your chicken thigh. But if anyone else wants a portrait like that, you can go to No Score Draws or Panini Cheapskates with mates of ours from the UK who made them for us. So thanks to them. Um, But yeah, I think everyone enjoyed those on Facebook this week. Um, Let's move on to the football. Let's start on the top four. Um, Chelsea beat Palace this morning um, and are now third. Leicester have dropped out from third. And Leicester failing. Is it all going wrong? You didn't start with a question. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm all confused. I'm all... It's excitement. I'm ready for a question. Yeah, I'm thrown by what we're doing. Okay, sorry, everybody. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're going to do a question. Bit of admin. Right. If you want to get in contact... (laughs) I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. Um, If you want to get in contact, ask us a question or tell us we're wrong about something or take the piss out of me for getting my intro wrong, um, you can just find us on Facebook. Just search Football Shed or email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review so more people can tell. Uh, listen to us. This week's question. There Jesus, we I can't get my words out. I'm all flustered. Jamie Vardy has now scored 100 goals in the Premier League. 
100 goals. Who was the last player to pass the same milestone in the Premier League? So not... Um, um, Lukaku? Yes. Yes, Lukaku. Spot on. That's impressive. Well, there you course. go. That was that was fun. Any more questions? So, <laughs> Come on, no, well, no, we have another question. Can you uh, say who are the who's the next closest of the current people playing in the Premier League? Ooh, Aguero. Martial. No, he's got loads he's more way than hundred. Martial. No. Hmm. Troy Deeney. No. Troy hmm. Deeney doesn't score that many goals. How many goals he score? Uh, what, Troy Deeney or yeah. the person? Troy Deeney. No, this person's on 83. Danny Ings? No. Oh, Danny Welbeck. He's played for two clubs in the Premier League. Bit of a sub. Bit of a sub. Yeah. Raheem Sterling? No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what do you want from Sterling. me? I just love this bit of Everton fan in that. <laughs> Sterling's on 79. Okay, so it wasn't that bad, I guess. So he's Go four on. off, yeah. Um, bit of a sub. It's not like you wouldn't say he's first choice for his team. Benteke. No, he's first choice in Will, Willian? Oh no, he's in Will, Willian? Why are you think talking about stri- think of people who score lots of goals? Why he's been there Giroud. a long time. Yes. Giroud. Uh, Giroud. Yeah, yeah Giroud's on eighty three and Mane is on eighty two. Mane um, is on eighty two. Yeah, he scored a lot of goals at um Southampton. Southampton. Very good. Anyway, let's get on to the football. Top four. Uh, Chelsea won this morning and um, Giroud scored didn't he Giroud scored yeah. <laughs> he's on fire in their horrible new kit um, but Leicester lost well Drew with Arsenal this morning but also look like they're dropping out of the top four is it all over for Leicester can I just tell you before we start talking about football mm. well, it's about football it's so hard to keep up I'm so, <laughs> so hard to keep up. We were, I was just thinking about what we were doing the last podcast. I was like, okay, well, I actually listened back to it, and we were giving South, uh, sorry, giving West Ham so much stick. But by the time I listened back to it, West they Ham were down. Just, they just beat Chelsea yeah. to like three-two. Excellent game of football. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I should. Oh no, I've already done the podcast this week. It's gonna be a whole other week with seventy-six more games in the in the interim. What's your question, Leicester? They fucked. Yes. Okay. Well, no, this- well, we we talked about it um, yeah. last week. And then it's funny because Leicester have played what twice or even three times? three times since we last met, and I kind of felt like, uh, you know, draw with Arsenal maybe, then they won again, maybe not, then they lost again. Yeah, they're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, you and all that's happened since. You last don't week. know who's on a run and who's not on a run because it all happens so quickly. Um, but Chelsea are in the driving seat really for top four, aren't they? Well, yeah. So yeah. I watched the Leicester Everton game. Mm. Um, Leicester had a very poor first half. Uh, so for those who don't remember, because it feels like about a month ago, Everton won 2-1, Sigurdsson penalty, Richarlison goal in the first half. Leicester got a goal back in the second half. But um, Ancelotti is very good at shutting up shop. I think his Italian-ness... Hold on, I don't want to turn this into Everton. Yeah, 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 just reminding you of the game, reminding you of the game. By the way, and in that game... When we are talking about Everton, did you? My notes and then went. Hang on, what happened? He's done, he's done, this, he's done this all the time. Did you see Sigurdsson's penalty in that game? No, don't care. It is terrible. It's he scored, but it's terrible. Anyway, um, in that game, I, I saw that Leicester, because we are talking about Leicester, um, Leicester didn't have the same level of 
um, drive that I've seen him with this this season. Remember when we, the the new Premier League last nine games came back, and I was talking about sharpness, talking about Man City going, mm. okay, well the type of game they play, they have to be absolutely sharp, or else they're going to miss those balls. You know, they're, they're just not going to be as wide or as deep as they need to be. I felt the same about Leicester when I watched them play. I thought their kind of their lethargy meant that they weren't able to play as sharp a passing style as we saw in the first 31 games of this season. And of the last three games in the last week, I've, I've felt exactly the same. So um, they played better in the rain. That's a fact. They played better against Arsenal. It was pissing it down. The Arsenal-Leicester game this morning was actually really good. Yeah. It was a proper game of football. And um, side question on that. Um, I was watching that game this morning. And uh, Leicester-Arsenal, it was a really good game. It was attacking. And there's no fans there. And then during lockdown, when there was no football, I was watching a lot of Euro 96 games or old games or whatever. I think football now, with no fans, is better than old football. Like the quality on display, like some of the goals, some of the passing, some of the way people are playing. I just remember watching back to games during lockdown going... Fuck, football now is really good. Yeah, but, fo- but football well, with no fans is conducive to football players who are not good playing with fans. I, no. I don't like the no fans thing. I mean, I no. agree, agree with you about but standard the technical of foot- ability. But yeah. we've had that many more years of professionalism in True. the UK since, like, you know, if you look back at early 90s, it was still, you know. It was... But even if you look back at like yeah, 2007, but... 2008 football, I feel like football has gone Do you mean in, in the UK or. Generally, I just think the quality, the speed, the way people pass the ball, how everyone does everything, it's just a level above. But you'd argue that fascism has has had more years, but (laughs) fascism used to be way better than it is now. (laughs) They they took over Europe, didn't they? Whereas now they can't even bloody win a a by-election. But I I think for all the reasons we talked about last week, I think Leicester are going to struggle to get that Champions League spot now purely I think four points from the three games they've had they would have taken for sure um but I just think they're going to particularly with the games coming so thick and fast I just think they're going to struggle more than the other teams that are up there because they don't have that same depth we talked about Pereira and every time I watched them like that right side for their attacking play was so important at the start of the year this young guy who's playing now like looks looks good he's definitely you know he's a um i can't remember his name but he's um the guy that enketia slides down this morning for his yeah he's, he's done well um he was on loan last year in the championship did really well um and he's but he's more of a solid right back than a sort of marauding attacking right back and yeah. Pre- I think Pereira was the best, best right yeah. back in the league before yeah, he got he's injured a special player. but I did love that Vardy scored yeah, got his hundred. Three goals, got his hundred. But I also am really rooting for. I was one of the reasons I was glad the season restarted was because of Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy's thirty-three. He is going to become the oldest top goal scorer in Premier League history. Oh, if he's top scorer, if he finishes top goal scorer, that's pretty impressive. Which I just love. Yeah, like I just. I mean, partly because of the way he plays, which you think is all about pace and being on the you know shoulder of the last man. You know, when whenever you think about players where they have a long career, it's usually because of their dedication to their fitness. No, nah, Red Bull. And it's just like a man that yeah, eats junk food and drinks Red Bull, and yet he's going to be the oldest top goal scorer. Love he's it. still working in a factory at age twenty three. Like, yeah, he's he's a um, an inspiration to us all. But do you think? Is, I, is he, yeah, drinking Red Bulls the answer. Has um, 
I always wondered whether it was. You know, sometimes you drink a Red Bull, you're like, oh, I'm going, I'm going here. No. I always wondered why they didn't. Well, the only time I ever drunk Red Bull was when you're doing Jaeger bombs. Yeah. And then you go to bed that or night. double vodka. And you're buzzing, you, aren't you? You just can't sleep and your heart's That's like That's what I mean. So if you're about to play football, like if, you, if you're a bit old, a bit fat, you need a bit of energy, why not? I mean, it gives, gives you wings, doesn't it? Um, not with the vodka. Has Madison <laughs> dropped off a bit, yeah. do you think? Typical. That is typical. And I'm, I don't mean to... aren't there, so we can't show off. No, I don't mean to judge the man's character, but I'm gonna. I, I think a man is <laughs> fucking self-obsessed and arrogant as him has completely just thought that he was in the Champions League. The whole thing reminded me of something you were saying a few weeks ago, John, when you were saying you, you saw Brendan Rogers do an interview during lockdown. Yeah. And you oh, said and that, he was all complacent yeah, and you, like, yeah, this yeah, is fine. Yeah, you said you felt like he had already, like, it was in the bag. And... That makes me think that that attitude will have oozed its way through that Leicester side. And actually, this is a point where everyone's got a free hit. Like, there are there are young players coming in. You're allowed 17 substitutes. Everyone's having a free hit against everyone. And these kids are motivated. You know, the whole Premier League is incredibly motivated. And if you are on the beach nine games before the end of the season, and that's being led from your manager, that I really think that's had an adverse effect on Leicester. And I saw an interview with Brendan Rodgers after one of their one of their seven games since the last time we spoke, when he said, again, we just got to get it over the line. Like, yeah. we're a good team. There's a good team in there. We've just got to get it over the line. We're better than this. And I, I saw exactly what you saw. I I like, do, oh. I do, is it complacency? I don't know. I feel like that might be a bit harsh. I mean, he he rather famously got quite close to a significant milestone with a team and then didn't quite get there. <laughs> oh, um, yes, he did. So perhaps there's a bit of something there in his DNA. But I yeah, think I, I don't know if I necessarily agree that, that it's complacency. I mean, I think a lot of it is just fact in that their squad is not as deep as a lot of those other teams and, around them and they'll struggle with playing all these games. And a lot of the teams around them have started playing really well. Chelsea particularly, and Pulisic suddenly looks like he's just as good as Eden Hazard. He's well, so- and, and Giroud, like you said, yeah. like you know, I I can, I agree. I was a bit unsure about. Well, was I unsure about Pulisic? I kind of, I feel like he was written off far too quickly because he was very young, and it's yeah. his first it's such season. A British well, media big, thing, big, big oh, price tag. Like, was he written off? Yeah, well, oh, the media was definitely within the first like six or eight weeks. They were like, "Oh, he's not doing anything." Why isn't he starting every week? Yeah, okay. And now he's pricks. Yeah, (laughs) now he's um, (laughs) he looks like a well beater. Like his goal this morning's brilliant. Yeah, every time he picks up the ball, he just turns and goes straight to the goal, which is a very hazard thing to do. Um, And and then they've got more attacking players on. On the way, yeah. it looks like Willian might stay now, and he's been playing really well in the last really couple well. of weeks. Even Barkley's been playing well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I just a shock. I, I mean, I I feel like you're right. I think team. I have a suspicion that particularly Chelsea and Man United set themselves when they knew this was coming back, and they said, "This is our." You know, as things were going, we might have struggled to make the. Champions League. However, let's refocus. This is how many points it is. We know the games are going to come fast. We Leicester are catchable, and if we go and win all our games, we're going to get in the Champions League for next year. And whilst whilst we're talking about Chelsea's depth, Loftus Loftus Cheeks performance. Exactly what I was going to say. Loftus Cheeks performance this morning was great for Tammy. I could watch it. I've missed him. I love what like he's got that. Like he's so smooth when yeah. he's got the ball. He's sort of everything looks effortless, but he has that sort of 
vision for the pass that we don't it's have. It's clever. That it's just a smart little like yeah. pass here and there. You just it's no phenomenal. one would have no one would have thought. Oh yeah, I'll just dink it over the two players between them, and it will go straight to him. It's brilliant. Ha- however, um, Chelsea's backline is terrible. Yes. Uh, 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 yeah, I, no, yeah, it's not terrible. It's but shaky. It's, it, yeah. They have a mid-table backline and a top yes. of the league front six or seven. Yeah, yeah. And but the thing is, they can only play four front players at once, yeah. which means that they're the other three don't compensate <laughs> yeah. for a mid-table backline. And and I say that at least I've been thinking it all week, and they've done nothing to prove me wrong. The the two goals they conceded against West Ham, and I'm saying the two goals because one of them was offside. Remember that it was offside by yes. a heel or something? Yes. But it was the same in-swinging far post corner to the same player who headed it down. What's his yeah. name? The, the defender for Suchek. Suchek scored the same goal twice, yeah. right? Do you remember it? Same yeah. goal twice. First one was disallowed for VAR. Second one went in. I'm like, Chelsea, you have literally just... They've pressed the repeat button from the same corner to the same back post to the same header, and it's gone in twice. They've got the worst record of defending corners in the Premier League this year. See that's that's telltale sign of yeah. poor coaching. Nine sorry, goals I'm, from 110 deliveries. I bang on about Frank Lampard, but that's poor coaching. Well, but have you seen what Frank's solution is to this? That he came out more, after more that attackers. game. No, he said the, the the problem is is that we're too short. We need to sign taller players. Oh, and this God. I saw that, and that just made <laughs> oh, me think. Fuck. Actually, Chelsea are going all right, but Frank isn't the man like just, <laughs> just that, that revolutionary insight sign some tall blokes will be all right like, just... so um chelsea have lost they are the fourth biggest losers of points from winning positions this season which if they didn't they've lost 18 points from winning positions wow well but that i think that you can't judge them too harshly on that one because they've had a very young team this year. And that is a common trait when in young players that they obviously, they, they struggle to, to close to games close out. Games well, no, but it's in-game management that. that, that, that when you well, are... But that comes with experience. Yes, but it also comes with leadership. So if, if you don't change your tactics, if you expect it to be done on the pitch, then you might concede goals. But if you have, if you make tactical changes, genuine managerial moves, if you are able to manage, I don't mean select a team or coach, manage a football side when they are out on the pitch then that doesn't happen but he so doesn't regularly. have that experience either so I think well, that's, that's the that's thing the you've point, got inexperienced yeah. players inexperienced manager mm. but I think the and we've talked about this as well I think the big thing is that doesn't matter this year because he's got that free hit Yeah. but all of a sudden next year is if the that's thing that problem, is holding yeah. them back is Frank and then things like that in-game management he's gone do you know what's, what's interesting in that in that list so that list is of all the Teams that have lost lost the most points from winning positions. Okay, the, can the, I guess who's first? Please do. Bournemouth. No, West Ham. Oh, West Ham have lost very 20, West Hammy. That yeah, yeah. twenty four points from winning positions. Now wow. that has got to stick. Flaky. Guess where Liverpool are? Bottom. They haven't lost a single point from a winning position in the Premier League this season. That's Jeez. pretty good, isn't it? Zero points. Um, a few others that stand out, John, you are right. Bournemouth at yeah. 20 points lost from uh, winning positions. Wolves have only lost two. Wow. So, when, so when I talk about like in-game management, we've always we've spoke, you said last week, John, that Wolves were boring. Yes. Right, they're boring because they're a well-coached, well-managed football side who nullify games. And let's move on to Wolves because I said last week that I think Wolves are boring and massively overrated and I said I'd watch the... But you rate Nuno. Yes, I do. But also I think he's the next Jose. Jose in, can't yeah. I? Yeah. Um, and I said I'll watch the Wolves-Arsenal game in full 
as a kind of proper assessment of it, I watched the Wolves Arsenal game and Wolves were dog turd. <laughs> it was so crap. There was no urgency. There was no pressing. There was no enthusiasm. And all they did was sit right back and just wait for Arsenal to play the game and get on the counter. And it was just, it was the same as watching Spurs against Everton. It was dull. It was crap. And side point, on the phone to my family in the UK, completely out of nowhere, just talking to my old man about football, he said, Wolves are a bit boring, aren't they? No. Not, not prompted, not anything. <laughs> really? So, was he watching the game? Yeah, yeah. Cause oh, it, it, well, I, do, I mean, I, I agree with you that in this game, they were crap. I don't yeah. think this game is necessarily no, a, re- a, re- a reflection of their season. And I think there's also, God, I'm somehow shoehorning this into an Arsenal bash, but they've got a record of struggling against the poorer teams to try and break, break them down and what have you. So um, perhaps this was one of those occasions. But no, I, I agree. In, in this game, they were dire and it was a bit dirge. The only thing that lit up these this game was the two goals. Because both yes. both Arsenal goals were, were, very, were really I, good. I've been arguing this this all week and I'm I'm sorry you you both have heard me, but I think that Lacazette finish at the end of this game was the best goal of the week. Having watched Zaha's goal this morning, I'm gonna say no. No, no, no. Okay, right. So the the, the single Saka's move Saka's goal was probably better too in this no, in you're the all, you're all game. Wrong. <laughs> the, the, the the move that took it round the defender to then put it into the far post bottom corner I just think it's so rare that you see a uh, centre forward just mug someone like that with back against the defender. Like, I, it's I, brilliant. I do think Lacazette's the best striker in the league with his back to goal. If you give him the ball into his feet and you want him to turn and shoot, he's the best yeah, player in the I league. Think since Lukaku left, he's yeah. the best. Yeah. But I don't think he can, he can play in the same team as Aubameyang. No. So why did they sign both of them? Just cause you he should be a star. I agree. Like whilst he is lack of threat, I still think he should be a starting <laughs> Premier League striker. Previous flop of the year winner yes. on the shed. But I, you know, it's fifty-five million. I, he should be starting every week. And I agree with you. I think he's he'll score goals. He's a good striker. But you can't play him with a Bemiang. And this is the thing about how quickly football's coming. Right, this time last week, Arsenal were a basket case. Now they're oh maybe they'll get in Europe now. Every single report I read and every single bit of Arsenal commentary is about how good a job Arteta's doing, all of these stats about points per game and all of this stuff. And like a week ago, everyone was going, This is this is a complete mess. He can't do anything. Look at the David Louise show. Like football is happening so quickly that it's almost impossible to know well, what the hell is going on. It's even more of a um a fishbowl too. Because there's a lot. Everyone's of, watching everything. There's a lot of not much else happening, yes. yeah. so it's like there's so much focus. And you can watch all the games. Very rarely they happen. I'm going to disagree with all that media insight though, because I think a, a, a win over a poor Wolves team, a thrashing of Norwich, who are Crap. the Sorry, most a, a naive poor... Premier League team I've seen in a long time. A poor Wolves team. Well, no, in, in, this, in this game. Oh, okay. In On this game, day. they 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 didn't play very well, and a draw with Leicester. Like I, to me, that doesn't paper over the the cracks that that they have and particularly the fact they don't really have a midfield yes yeah um the last team that we haven't spoken about yet that are going for top four is a certain man united um there's a reason we haven't talked which about them john apparently have the best three strikers in the world ever (laughs) hele maradona and messi are up front yeah um it has gone a bit over the top this week 
But Mason Greenwood is very good. Well, and 55 goals they've scored this season. Now, that's sort of snuck up on me a bit. I'm like, that, that's quite a lot of goals. That's basically 20 goals each. Yeah. Um, they have had a lot of those in the Europa League. They have, but I... When, when, was the, when was the last time that Man United ha- was scoring goals like that? Like, I saw some stat this week that, you know, you've scored four in five of the last ten games or something, yeah. some stupid stat like that. But the last time that happened was under... It's Ferguson. been... Yeah, so the, like, we've scored um, five goals in three or four separate occasions the last 15 games. And it took 367 games before that to do it that amount of times before. Under Fergie. Oh, oh right. Over, yeah, yeah. Under everyone else in between. But I, I do... I, I When I talked about, I think, Man United set themselves and they obviously knew they were going to get Pogba back. Um, so I think your squad was fit for the first time this year. You pro- for the first time this year, when we came back from the break, you really could put your first choice team on the park because Rashford was obviously also... Um, injured and like yes they're not the greatest front three in the world but there is a lot of threat there particularly when you've got now two creative players playing behind them I think the big thing for me was that we went a goal down to Bournemouth and no point did we ever think and I know it's Bournemouth um, who, and that goal yeah, the, the, we went to the byline and nutmegged Harry, Harry Maguire, Maguire yes. and got to get the near post <laughs> that was high, a great like, nuts oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, Harry Maguire but also it, as a Man United fan it was that feeling of oh we'll get two or three like, yeah. there was never that doubt whereas if that was a good goals. Jose yeah. team or a Moyes team or whatever you go oh no they're probably do just going to hold do on do you know what I put it down to is, is Matic I think Matic has been playing exceptionally well. And if you're going to play Pogba and Fernandez, you need a a low, deep-lying pivot yeah. that is very reliable on the ball to shield your back. And they'll hope and actually, that's McTominay. But eventually, he's yeah. He's not yeah. Quite They've given yet. Matic a new three-year contract. Three years? And he's 32, 33. So, and they, generally, the Man United rule is if you're over 30, you get one-year extensions and that's it. Yeah. And they've given him three years. I do think he's very good. Like he was so important at Chelsea, mm. um, and I, I mean I—he's sometimes very good. Look, I, I I think that he's really slow. Like he's really late. He, like, <laughs> We're not yeah. finished on Matic. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do, do do we have to give Solskjaer some credit here? Yes, because I I think when I watched this game as well, I agreed with you about it looked like they were going to score. Whereas at the start of this year. When teams and maybe Bournemouth aren't the best example because Eddie Howe has never known how to shut mm. up shop ever. So they're always going to concede goals. But I feel like, is it just, I know you don't want to talk about it, is it just Pogba and Fernandez playing together? But I feel <laughs> like United have discovered how to win games in more than one way, which at the start of this year, all Solskjaer had was counter-attack. I think also, and we've talked about this before, and this a bit of a wider conversation, but you know when Spurs sold Gareth Bale and they bought... 17 quite good players. Yeah, yeah. Often, and like Liverpool bought Alisson and Van Dijk, two really good players in positions they needed. Man United just went and bought Fernandez and went, yes, they've bought other people, but they've bought a very good player and that can make your whole team better. And I think he's just made everyone go, hang on, we can win games. And if we don't know what to do, give him the ball and something can happen. I think you're better spending 100 mil on one amazing player than 200 mil on eight average players. I've, I, for, look, for all of my hate around the hype of, of Fernandez, 
Like, he has absolutely changed your season. Mm. He, he I, you know, this Pogba-Fernandez partnership, I actually think Pogba's riding on his coattails. Yeah. Pogba's come back and it's now, look at this partnership. Actually, Fernandez was doing that before Pogba. Well, and earlier in the year, and, we talked about making Fred better. Yeah, well, exactly yeah. right. And that's perfect for Pogba, I think, because Pogba, I don't think, actually wants to be the main man. He can go about his thing and not be everyone looking at him. be a contributor, yeah. yeah. And I've got a mate who lives in Portugal, right? And he wrote this big, long, impassioned... A source. A source. My local sources in Portugal wrote this big, long, impassioned thing on, on the internet about how um, he used to watch uh, Fernandes every week. Because yeah. he used to watch him every week, saw him live, and he said, I don't think that the English media or world media has caught up to how good this guy is. I'm not. A, he's not a Man United fan. He's never been fan. But he goes, put your money on Man U winning the league next year because this guy is that influential and he has been for years. When you see him play, he changes the game. Wow. And I, I read that and I was like, I actually respect this bloke's footballing opinion. Yeah. And if he watches this guy week in and week out. Remember when we used to watch Aaron Moy from Melbourne City? Yeah. When he finally mm-hmm. got to England, we were like, look, he's better than you think he is. Just yeah. you wait. Yeah. He'll show glimpses of, of pure class. This is, he's saying this about Fernandez, obviously to a better degree than Aaron Moy. Yeah, but, but it's a similar but, thing. You know, where he goes, I watched him every week, but it's the, just yeah, you it's, wait. It's a, it's a good comparison, I mm. think, because, yeah, when you, you're you watching somebody that much in a, in a lower league, but you can see that they're so far um, above the rest of the league that they, they're going to be able to make it. They have to, yeah. And uh, But, I mean, I, and I think that, to put it in perspective, 55 million... No, it was, was less it? than that. I think. Was it? No, I think it was. It was fifty something. Yeah, but I think it looks a snip. Like oh, even pardon. even in the um, the you COVID post COVID like price yeah. price wars, you can get a I David s- Louise for that. I, <laughs> I still think that that you know looks like a bargain, which I oh, think yeah. says the difference that he's made to your season. Yeah. So I mean, I I well whether fifth comes into it or not, I think that Man United will get Champions League. Yeah. Can I can I tell you my stat of the week? Oh, go on. I break it up with my stat of the week. So, you know Manchester City lost against Southampton? Yes. This week. Yeah. Um, by the way, what, what a, a goal. goal. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Shea Adams. Yeah. Absolutely. Hasn't like, had a great season, but that was One a goal cracker. in 30 games, but if it's that goal, brilliant. Oh, it's just like a golf chip, isn't it? <laughs> from, from, the, from the middle of the fairway. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Oh, so wait a minute. Lacazette's goal better than that goal? Yeah. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I think that the way Lacazette went around that defender is like Dennis Burkamp. It's, it's like a single motion that he knew where he needed to get. He chipped the ball around him, put it in the bottom corner with such composure. I think it's such a phenomenal goal. It was goal. good, but it wasn't like, it wasn't Burkhead. Anyway, anyway stat of the week, right? Yeah. Man City lost 1-0 to Southampton. Yeah. Man City had the same amount of shots in that game, 25, yeah. that Southampton faced by Leicester when they scored nine. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Keith had a good game. <laughs> it wasn't raining was it yeah um, let's move from the top of the league to the bottom of the league uh, Watford have become the first team since the restart out of the bottom four to win a game um, they beat Norwich so it's not the greatest thing in the world but the goal to win it was pretty special Danny Welbeck's overhead um, he hasn't scored in 18 months oh. do you know I, I, I don't want to dis- no 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 I don't want to disagree and I, I like Danny Welbeck. Like he, he worked. I know I used to slate him a lot because I couldn't believe he just he got, got a wonder of a kick and he gets well, a kick in in the first place. 
as for an overhead kick, he shinned it a bit. Oh, Roger! <laughs> like yeah, it kind of it balloons in the top corner a bit, rather than him actually meaning it but to go in the top corner. In. You don't rate Rooney's, do you? You don't rate Rooney against Man City. You think he shinned that? I did shin that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I rate uh, Trevor Sinclair's overhead kick absolutely brilliant for Bradford. Uh, no, oh. QPR oh, in the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, Ronaldo's for Juve mm-hmm. last yeah. season, or was that this season? Oh, God, no, who knows? Three, but it? it was amazing. Rivaldo for Barcelona. Rivaldo for Barcelona when he Gareth puts Bale it up on the, the chest. Final? Uh, well, I'd borderline <laughs> not an overhead kick. It was you know, more of a Gareth scissor Bale, kick. Yeah, Gareth Bale's overhead in the Champions League final reminds me of Jeff doing overheads. It's kind of like the legs up. Yeah, side on. <laughs> but yeah. the whole body just falls over backwards. <laughs> you don't need to put, you don't need to jump when you're my height, John. Um, but but I, uh, look, you know the worst, it, I was very glad for well back. The worst is the the commentator on the on the thing I was watching just went, oh, Danny Welbeck, he can do that. <laughs> and I thought, well, I mean, obviously he can. We've just watched him. Oh, he's got two feet, Danny Welbeck. He can do that. Like, ah. Um, I wanted to talk about Norwich briefly. Yeah, because I, I what Norwich was the um early game. I love our perspective on football. It, it relates to time so much when you can watch when, it. When I can watch <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, but so you intently watched the Norwich game. Norwich was the early game on Saturday. <laughs> that was the Norwich Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah. Brighton so I, I was it all about it. I was excited to watch <laughs> it. Even though it was Norwich Brighton. Yeah, watched it. Um, Norwich Brighton. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I was the same. I, you know, I think I've, I've, we've all talked fairly positively about Norwich this year. Jeff, you've got them being world beaters from next season. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll hold you to that. Um, the season after, what's the game promotion but, again? Yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. But I, I'm going to take a, a slightly different viewpoint, having watched them. And I, I wonder at what point do we have to move away from giving them plaudits for having a plan and the way that they're playing to saying being a bit critical and actually saying, well, sometimes you do need to be a bit pragmatic. Because there are so many times I've seen them this year, and for like two thirds of the pitch, they look really good. They look really good. They play some great mm. football, like pass and move. You know, everyone knows what they're doing. Really nice to watch. But then, at either end of the ground, which you would argue are the most important parts, because at one end <laughs> you're going to score a goal, and at one end you're going to concede. They do not get it right, and they do that week after week. They're yeah. too toothless in attack, and they give up chances. Every game, I think when, at the start of the season, do you remember the very first game they played Liverpool and they scored a goal and everyone was like, "Oh, they played really well." Pookie was on a run, yeah, yeah. and they lost for like five one or four yeah. one or whatever. But everyone's like, "Oh, they're exciting," um, and I was frustrated then because everyone on like all the pundits were like, "Oh, they've got to defend, they've got to defend properly." And I was like, "No, I'll let them have a go and play football," which I'm like glad Didn't they, they beat have. Man City. That was the, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, However, what they've not done is learnt. So that's fine. You've played a certain way and you've got a way of playing. It's not working perfectly, but they've not... You don't have to change your way of playing, but you can learn to... You can tweak it. Yes. You can tweak it a bit better. You can be a bit more pragmatic. You can be a bit smarter. Don't make the same mistakes over and over. I think that's frustrating. I just think it's like a backpacker paying taxes. (laughs) Like they're, they're only in the country for a bit 
Whatevs. Just pay, pay, pay me cash. I'll buy you a beer. Do you know what I mean? That's what they're doing. They don't need to learn. They don't need to learn the language. They just they just they just need to rock up, pick some fruit, get paid, take it home to the family whilst they get relegated, save it up, get a uni degree, come back, run the country. <laughs> That's what they need to do. Like their most expensive player was seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds. That's pretty good. And not just that, but they this week it's come out that their relegation wage, so the salary relegation clauses yeah. are fifty percent. So wow. every player gets dropped fifty percent of their salary, which means that the players that they've attracted or went up to the Premier League with them, which the majority did, yeah. have agreed to get your weight so that you'll go up, get paid more, mm. but you're going to get cut by fifty percent. The Premier League average is thirty percent. Yeah, wow. Very rarely would they own the whole team. I, I, look, I've, they've, been, I've, they've been planning to be a backpacker their whole life, yeah. and now they're in. They're coming home. They're tax free. They're ready to go. So what do they gain from the experience? Money. They gain. They gain. Parachute payments, experience in their in their squads. Then they, they know yeah. what they have to do. They've invested in their infrastructure. So, so and in but reality, I would argue they could have stayed up. But in reality, they all sell one or two of the, like the Todd Cantwells or Buendia. Yeah, or what's the centre back? Although Buendia hasn't. That was his first goal. Yeah, but he's a very good player. I, he is, a, but I don't yeah. think he scores enough goals. Um, and their centre back's very good. I can't remember his name, but they got a young centre back. So I think two or three of them will go. But if they've been bought from the Championship, it'd be five ten. Cantwell will go for twenty five million mm. somewhere, and you suddenly make an investment. But I feel like we're giving them a bit of an easy ride because when we came back, they were They're shit. They were four. They were shit. four points off the um you know of getting mm. out of the relegation zone all of a sudden that's 10 as we look at it yeah, now they're down. and they're, it's done. They're, i mean it's it can be official this weekend i think they play west ham do they is that yeah. right um and it, if they lose it's a big game for if west they ham. lose they're officially down but i i think they're relegated but i just watched that game and I, it just frustrated me because i think there is a good side there and i i don't think you need wholesale changes it just needs they're just a bit naive yeah. but it's like it just frustrates me that they've that's not a massive fix. I think that they could have... Maybe it's an arrogance. Maybe you need a certain arrogance to play the way that they do. But I just think if they were a little bit more pragmatic, they could have got another 10, 15 But remember, points. that wasn't ever their plan. Yeah. They were never trying for that. They were going, we've got a plan A yeah, and a plan maybe. B, and we're not going to change our footballing style. Either plan A, our footballing style keeps us here, or plan B, it doesn't, and we're going to set our business model up to survive that. And as I said a few weeks ago, the fact that the championship is in such financial turmoil, yeah. Norwich will be the biggest fish in that pond. Oh, they will. And I mean, Burnley did it. That's what exactly yeah. what Burnley it's, did. It's exactly yeah. right. But you would rather it with a team like Norwich because Burnley pay dog shit football. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'd much, much rather <laughs> yeah, yeah. Norwich come back and, and grace us with their presence. Um, talking of naivety, let's go on to Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth played, in the since last shed, they've played Newcastle at home and Man United away, which we've spoken about in the Man United game. But those two games, they've lost 9-3. Now, if you're a team going to stay in the league and trying to do everything you can, you can't concede nine goals in two games, especially when you're at home to Newcastle for yeah, one of them. St. Maximan was on fire that day, <laughs> he wasn't was he? He was fire. a hero. <laughs> Absolutely. He was the nuts. Did you hear Steve Bruce came out and was just like, oh, he's the signing of the season. I think he's like... He is. He genuinely is. Do you remember I said that after I saw one training ground video? I was like, this kid is something else. Just you wait. And you're like, he's only played one game. I'm like, wait till you watch this boy. No, I've I, I got to give you that one because he's been amazing. <laughs> But I just don't understand Bournemouth's thinking that you're playing at home to Newcastle who have nothing to play for. 
They it doesn't matter what if they win, lose, draw, and they just get smashed, and that's embarrassing. So I think Bournemouth have to go down. Yeah, I, I think it's time, and they don't have ability to. Um, uh, well, that's not a nice beer. <laughs> <laughs> What's your new beer, Rog? Uh, Venom Refreshing Ale. I got it because it was a low percentage. I actually quite like that beer. Yeah, that's why I quite like that one. No, it's, um, it's like a refreshing... Oh. No, it's not. Maybe that's off then. That just doesn't doesn't taste very nice. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. That's made me really happy. Um, I just think of the team... Do you want to watch a Do you want to watch a Speaking of you know, lack of pragmatism, of all the teams down there, if someone needs to like... You know, turn their ship around or or pull up their plane. I think Bournemouth have the least ability to be able to do that. They'll Agreed, continue yeah, yeah. to go the way they're going, and that's why I think they're down with Norwich. And their next two games are Spurs and Leicester. So is that it? Is the bottom three the bottom three? They've got yeah. a really tough run. Well, I think that that was a big win for Watford this mm-hmm. morning. I think the the Brighton win against Norwich was also big because I think they're essentially safe. I still. Villa, so the other thing with this is Bournemouth and Villa have the toughest fixtures. Yeah, Villa remaining. have to play Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Everton, and West Ham. Oh, God damn it. And they so, would need to win at least two. So Liverpool, no hope. Man United in current form, probably not. Arsenal, you might get a point. Everton, you might get a point. West Ham, it's a six pointer. They need two wins minimum. Yeah. Though. So I I, mm, I think it's fairly good. likely that and if Watford well now here's the thing right initially I thought what what would stay up brilliant because they were dead and buried like when Pearson came in you know yeah, they were yeah. and they had cut adrift they were on eight points from fourteen games yeah. um and then so Pearson at the moment is getting you know a lot of the press today was giving him credit because they um, obviously beat Norwich and it looks like they might stay up. And it's like, you know, Pearson's come in, it's coincided with a great run of form. Now, he's got 22 points, I think, from 20 games. Mm. So that's their uptick in form. Yeah. And they, how many are they on now? 31. Uh, so they must have had a bit more than that. But anyway, like it's rough, just over a point a game, because yeah. I worked it out. I'm like, well, so I think he's averaging 1.3 points a game. So around about the 40 point mark. So yes, that would keep you safe. In the Premier League, yeah. But it's not exactly amazing. Like no. to give a guy credit and say you've come in, completely turned things around, this is brilliant. It's but it's still better than what was there before. Well, but it's pretty close to relegation form. But it's with the same players. Yeah. So so I, I like yeah. I get I get your point, Rog. It's still a different degree of crap, but it's less crap than three other yeah. teams, and that's all you need to be. Yeah. It's a yeah, solid crap rather than a running. Crap. I mean, and I do. <laughs> I certainly think that that bottom three now is you know as as each game goes, it's looking oh. more and more. So- you c- can't count out West Ham yet. But so is is the spending spree that Villa went on the worst in Premier League history? No, Fulham's was worse. I think Fulham's Why? was even because it was Villa even, spent more. Well, but I think Fulham's was even more scattergun. Villa did buy players that were on loan there last Some year. Some of them. They're going to hide behind that, but they still spent a hell of a lot of money on yeah. players that weren't good enough. They, Tyrone Mings, for example. You think yeah. he's great, right? I do think he's great. £30 million pounds he, got, yeah. he costs. He plays centre-back. Yeah, and they did he buy should, him from he should be, who are crap. But, they don't, they, well, but the trouble is they haven't had anyone decent next to him the whole season. Yeah. But, okay, so, one so centre-back doesn't make a defence. If you've, you, 
ignore the fact that like his his name should be banned from the shed because he is like up there on the dickometer of John Terry. <laughs> he's one of his coaches, is he? And he's he's an incredible, incredibly good John Terry is at Villa. Oh yeah, no. We oh, Tyrone, sorry, I thought you meant Tyrone Ty- Mings. No, I thought you were putting Tyrone Mings. No, 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 no. Comparing him no, to John Terry. Yeah. That's what, what, what I'm saying like, is one of England's most successful defenders. I feel is like Tyrone you need Mings to apologise. And yet still, to Mings. the thir- the 30 million pound <laughs> Tyrone Mings being coached by the best one of the best defenders of all time is still not improving. But he's probably a crap coach. Well, he probably is. But um, I had a really good point about Tyrone Mings, and I can't remember what it is now. Oh I, no, no, you said a good defender doesn't make a defence. Well, one good defender. Three words. Virgil van Dijk. It's exactly right. Uh, well, so no, I, I don't completely agree with that because I think it's not... And the goalkeeper. Yeah. You For Liverpool, I think Alisson's had more of an effect on that team, but also the full-backs. But one player can lift everyone. It can. Um, one very, very... I mean, we, talk, we just I, talked about yeah. it with Fernandes. And, and he's and the not that, that, but he's a Premier League quality centre-back. But the fact that Liv- uh, sorry, Villa don't still don't have a striker of any any quality at mm. all. They, yeah, they, that's um, damning. Yeah, they, were, they were gambling on Wesley, who was average in the first place. I just think that when you look at the £180 million they spent this year, something like that, please phone in if I'm incorrect. 180 or Some, 18? 195, yeah, 18. I think it is. is it yeah. really? Yeah. That's, okay, that is now can I ask my question money, again? Yeah. Is that the worst spending spree of any Premier League side? It's pretty bad. I, I, where's that? Where look, else has that gone? I they, follow Everton, and, and and we waste money, but that's bad. Villa are the second highest spenders of the Premier League this year. Net spend, and they are where they are in the league. Like it's a problem, and and, and those players do not have the same resale value that they bought them for. No, their their most valuable player is a player they had in the first place. Yeah, Jack Grealish. Um, who's going to go Man United? Yes. Um, last year in the Premier League, West Ham got four points, beating Spurs <laughs> after we wrote them off. And Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, so at the time of recording last week, we just said West Ham are awful, and we recorded it and said they're terrible. And then by the morning, by the time this came out to the world, they'd beaten Spurs. Um, but maybe that's because uh, Spurs are... Uh, not Spurs, sorry, Chelsea. But uh, maybe... did, did you see uh, Mikko Antonio scored? For West Ham. West Ham. Yeah. Uh, that's it was his 30th goal in the Premier League. 100% inside the box. Wow. He's trying to chase down Timmy Cahill, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> um, but do you think that a couple of those wins... And Declan Rice has been really good for he has. West yeah, Ham in those games. He, he is, he's and Suchek. Do you remember when, mm. when they were doing so poorly at the beginning? We had a big conversation about the only reason West Ham are struggling is because of Declan Rice and, and all of that should be on his shoulders. I think I was saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tarnish us with your <laughs> But I was going that like he holds responsibility for that. He's because, only 20 years old. But in his position where they were falling down was both yeah. the transition from defence to attack and... And then reacting when the opposition made the same transition. And both of those fall within the responsibility of someone who plays in his position. Yeah. So him having a bad week is West Ham having a bad week. And now he's playing well, West Ham are having a good week. So No, that's true. Um, but they, they play Burnley tomorrow night. Um, and then they play Norwich away. So I think if they can get four points out of those two games, they're safe. I think you'd almost say for Watford and West Ham now, they probably need a win. Because yeah. I, I think Villa, maybe they win one game and get a draw. But I think from their remaining fixtures, Villa getting two wins is tough. Um, do Let's move on to mid-table boredom. So Everton are in the mid-table boredom. 
Jeff, Everton Spurs was this week. Such a terrible game of football. That's all I want to say. Well, actually, there's one thing I want to say on it. Son, Son and Lloris had a fight, which was brilliant. Yeah, but did it? Well, I was wondering why they said Son. But then, yeah, why do you call him Son? Son, 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 Son. That's just yeah. Somebody calling you Jun. Jun and Ruja. If you asked Son how he said his name, it would be Son Humin. Yeah, Son. What? Son Humin. Did he tell you that? Yeah. Come on, Roger. I'm My call. sources. Um, <laughs> now, Mourinho came out after the game. And said it was brilliant. That liked it. Yeah. Uh, That's because he's a prick. He I, I like players showing passion, but I, I don't know if I did like this one. See, I didn't like it, but also I, I thought it was ugly, but I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt because I think they probably forgot because there's no one in the stadium, they're not in the changing room. So it might it's like a training ground thing, you know. Yeah, you're right. You're because usually when there's forty thousand people in the stadium and everyone's shouting and screaming, and like as soon as I get down that tunnel and you get in the changing room, I'm going to give you an earful. Yeah, you got your game face on, and then whereas they just it's like they're in training and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then yeah. they have a fight, and then you go, "Oh shit!" You're right. TV. Whereas if you showed training ground footage the whole time, it's, it's all like constantly all bust ups. And, yeah. yeah, and I, I mean Hugo Lloris is a little French bloke <laughs> against. <laughs> Someone who's literally just been in the army and aced their military service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hmm. Um, but yeah, I have nothing else on uh, the mid-table boringness because it's a bit boring. Um, Man City lost, which is always great. We mentioned that. Uh, and we had to say the Shea Adams goal oh, was so amazing. Uh, the, with the Man City thing, uh, I saw this one John Stones is going to go. Yeah, well, I, nope. I was going to say Liverpool won and there's a couple of England players that are possibly leaving both of those, which is Adam Lallana and John Stones. Um, there's talk of Lallana going to Leicester. I think that's done and dusted because Liverpool aren't They've going to play him. Yeah, yeah, Klopp's come out and said we won't play him so he doesn't get injured. Um, so He's 32. Oh, I don't well. like him going to Leicester. Because he's good? or No, because he's a prick. And I think he's on the... Well, him and James Madison That's what I mean. I don't so like well. him. And he's on the like way out. Like I don't, I've rated him as a player... But I don't know what you're getting from a 32-year-old. I don't know. I see. I think it's a good signing because he was never based around pace. He's a good player. Oh, true. He's a he is a player. good player. Yeah. He's just such an arrogant player, and he's 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 not in. Was he in our prick team of the year? Probably. Uh, Dick, dickhead eleven. Yeah. Yeah. If he he would have been certainly called for. No, I'm sorry to just bang on about how he's a dickhead, but he's a good player, yeah. and you'd be getting a good player if you buy him for the mid table. I just think also if he goes to Leicester, that means Madison's going somewhere else. Because they, yeah, they play similar positions. Lallana's a bit wider. Madison yeah. plays a bit more number ten. Lallana yeah. can play on 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 each wing, really. But yeah, I I, I wasn't too phased about that. But the John Stones one made me a bit sad because I I really wanted John Stones to make it when mm. he because he went for a lot of money he's and I've rated him and he's not a stereotypical English centre back. And then at the World Cup, I thought yes. He's come this of is, age. This is yeah. the making of him. He had a terrific World Cup for England, and I thought he he looked, but but not necessarily for the things we know he can do, which is like the the foot, like play football, like the you know the parts you don't necessarily expect a centre back to do. He was a great defended really well at the World Cup. I thought he looked really solid, and I was like, okay, he's going to go back to Man City, mm. you know, continue on this form, and and then will be a world class centre back. Now, I think the thing that has really, really hurt John Stones has been 
lack of consistency defensively at Man City and particularly Laporte being injured because Stones, I don't think, is ever going to be number one centre-back. No. He has to play some next to somebody yeah. that can is the leader, can do the basics really, really well, and Stones can like play off him. And I think the issue is is that when Laporte's not there at Man City, Guardiola kind of pushes Stones into that role because otherwise you have to have Otamendi doing it. Now, Otamendi is a complete disaster yeah. zone. Also, Stones was brilliant in the World Cup for England. We played three at the back. Yeah. And yeah, so it's the same, same philosophy because he's it's got a that David Luiz thing. Yeah. Of and suddenly he's a great ball player, but when you've got to defend and actually do the defending as well as the ball playing, it gets a bit lost. But when I think, he I think he's a lot better defender than David Luiz, though. I oh, think yeah. he can. I think he can yeah. play in a two. I think he can do it, but yeah. he's just you just have to play him with the right person. And I'm just not sure that a Pep Guardiola team who he just doesn't care about centre. But, you know, he's, at the moment, he's playing a 19-year-old kid rather than... Yeah. His States. problem is it, it's brain engagement. Uh, when he yeah. was at Everton, he played next to Sylvain Distan. It's all too easy. Same thing. But, you know, when John Stones doesn't have time to think, he's phenomenal. Mm. So when he's yeah. running back, it's a foot race, and he's doing a last-ditch challenge, and it's all about timing, phenomenal. When he's playing a to-the-feet ball, playing it out from back... Phenomenal. When he actually has time on the ball to engage his brain, he fucks it up. Yeah. And that's why it's so infuriating. And it's why it's so often exposed. Because as a football fan, as someone who's watching the game, you have time to think at the same time the players. You know, when you see someone dither on the ball, like, well, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? And then he fucks it up. It's so much more glaring than it is when someone makes a, a, an instant choice and then they make the wrong one. You're like, oh, okay, well, he was under pressure. Yeah. When John Stones is under pressure, he's excellent. But at Man City, he has to make a lot of decisions. I as soon as I heard John Stones is leaving as a Man United fi- fan, I went sign him up. Yeah, I agree. Like straight away, just get him. I know it's all oh, we're yeah. going from Man City to Man Maguire. United. We need a centre back. He's played well with Maguire before. Just pay fifty million, take him. He's a damaged goods, but actually he's got ten year career. I think if he was it playing in a team that had less possession than Man City, he would be a really Perfect. good centre back because. When you play for Man City, look what happens to their goalkeeper. Like, everyone has choices to make. And we're going to play counter-attack. So you need Perfect. ball playing centre-backs. And then someone who can chase back with pace when exposed. Yeah. And he yeah. can do all of that incredibly well. And he's still, like you say, he's 26. So he should still be entering you know, the peak of his career. So I hope he goes again. Because I, re- I really think that he has the ability to be one of the best centre-backs in the world. Yeah, And I hope that doesn't get lost. Because I just don't think... I think Pep's Guardiola's one. made yeah. for centre backs. Like they just yeah. he just breaks. He'd them. rather play a midfielder, yeah, yeah. or a goalkeeper. <laughs> um, so that's all the Premier League. Um, there's only five games left of the season, which I found wow. shocking this morning. It, it's end of July. End When's of July. It? So what that means is by the end of July, like two weeks, two we'll be doing months. the end of season shed awards, which is possibly my favourite shed of the year when we do the awards for the whole season. We're doing it on Zoom. We have to do it on Zoom, yeah. Um, so the, there are two... I think I might drink a lot. <laughs> two proposed dates for the start of the Premier League. One at the end of August, one at the end of September. Um, have you seen that? No. Uh, There's a vote tomorrow, isn't there? On yeah. The transfer. So the FA want the end of September. No, sorry. End of June, July, 
which will come round so they want the end of August um, because it works with the international calendar uh, the PFA want September because they want players to have a bit of a holiday Yeah, not going anywhere are they no, but, but just, just have, have, a, have a break well no they probably are going somewhere yeah. in the UK and they've extended the um, the five subs for the whole of next season. You see all this stuff today? Oh, really? No, no. Uh, no don't yeah. tell me the drinks breaks. The Are the drinks breaks here to stay? Well, no, you don't need a drinks break at Christmas, do you? The drinks break. Well, I don't know. This, I, this week, the drinks breaks have really got on my tits. Oh, they're I'm, so... I'm, I've literally <laughs> shouted at the television <laughs> when it's the drinks break. You don't fucking need them! It's England. Just keep playing. <laughs> it's like really cold and wet oh, and rainy and windy. So and, irritating. and they all just stand around there, squirt a bit of water out and then put in another. Yeah, Vardy has his Red just Bull. Just keep playing. Vodka Red Bull. <sighs> um, but let's move on to side stories. Rog, I think you were going to... It came up, Chris on Facebook posted about uh, Wigan going into administration this week. And I think you've Which done... is pretty sad. It's really sad. And from my layman's terms and not knowing the huge amount about it, they got taken over four weeks ago by a conglomerate from Hong Kong, and then it all went wrong. That's all I know. Yeah, okay. So talk, I'll give talk, you a bit um, of a. I mean, I mean, I mean, rundown. Honest, it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's an interesting story, and we haven't heard the end of it yet. But it, it football doesn't come out in a very good light. Okay, should we say? Yeah. But uh, so Wigan, we've all known they've had some success in recent history. So most of that's been under Dave Whelan. So yes. Dave Whelan was a self-made man in Wigan. He was at the club for like uh, 20 years. You Won know, the took, FA Cup under Martinez. lower leagues yeah. all the way to winning the FA Cup. Um, so about 19 months ago, he sold the club to a group called the International Entertainment Corporation. <laughs> that just sounds like a million. About sixteen million. Now, interestingly, sixteen million. That's sixteen it. million. Yeah, he was. He was they, with debts and stuff as well. But he, he was um, introduced to these guys uh, by Darren Royal, who is Joe Royal's son, Ooh. which I just found interesting. And then immediately, Joe Royal came in as one of the board members, uh, or was sorry, one yeah. of the yeah, yeah. directors on the board. Um, it's so all getting a bit gross. It's getting a bit gross at the beginning. So that was where the yeah. introduction came from. Um, now. The International Entertainment Corp, or IEC, are based in Hong Kong. Uh, they're registered in the Cayman Islands, <laughs> and they run casinos in Manila. So that is the, the background to these guys. Now, uh, needless to say, they uh, passed the fit and proper person's <laughs> test with flying colours. Of course. Um, now, uh, fast forward to end of May... This year, um, so 29th of May, and IEC sold Wigan for 17.5 million. So, so 1.5 profit. Profit. Um, and also, as they sold, they, they'd put about 25 million into the club in loans. Mm. Those loans were fully repaid as well. So, you know, they got 75 million for the club and then also got about 25 and their loans repaid now loans from their own personal finances is that correct so, yeah. so Wigan paid off the loans to them so they bought the club that's right. put their own money in got their own money back and yes. made a million and a half profit yes okay but now where it gets a bit interesting is that the group who have taken over Wigan were until very recently 
So it's on the 4th of um, June that this happened. Uh, Till very recently, had the same owner as IEC. So they sold them to themselves. So the the, the chairman owned more than 50% of IEC. Of both the entities. So okay. the entity that recently bought, who are called um, EFL, is the acronym. Um, the English I, Football League. Entertainment. No, I can't remember their. Entertainment. Oh, no, sorry. Fun. EFL proved both. What are they called? They're, um, you can't read your own writing. This is no, the reality. Andy, of Andy Young is the, the face of this um, company. Sorry, Next Leader Fund. Okay. So Next Leader Fund come in, buy the club. Yeah. Um, now, originally, the guy that owns the entertainment group yeah. who is this gambling superstar yeah. he's on like um uh high stakes rollers poker competitions <laughs> oh, yeah. like him What's his name, TV. i can't remember his name sorry it's not in my notes either um or it probably is i just can't read my writing <laughs> but anyway so th- this comes in now that is pretty dodge right yeah now very soon after the takeover there's this guy um andy young who suddenly comes in and now owns 75% of the next leader fund who have purchased Wigan yeah, okay. and very quickly increases that to 100%. Now, no sooner has that happened, so you've bought the club, you've paid all this money back to IEC, and this is during the COVID crisis, we should point out. So no football is being played at this period? No football is yeah. being played. Well, this yeah. is uh, um, it's actually current, so the league starting to come back. Yeah. This yeah. is very recent history. This is towards the end of June. Go on. Um, you then put the club into administration. So almost the first act upon the purchase going through is to reassess and go, oh, well, actually... We've got six million owing in wages and various things, and you know we can't. We've got you know essentially Premier League wages can't afford it. Uh, they've appointed administrators. That was their first act. But you know when they bought the club, they said, "Can't wait to meet the fans." Yeah, we're all excited. You know, we, yeah, we love the history in. of Wigan. Want to do all this? When Actually, I was a kid, I wanted to play for Wigan. We are going to bring in the administrators. Wow. So we're now in a situation where Wigan have been placed into administration about 10 days after they were bought. And is there... I've heard a rumour that the gambling company people yep. before that bought had the club and then sold the club put a bet on that they'd get relegated this year. Well, now here's something interesting. Is that <laughs> what? Richard, Sorry, Parry, what, Richard Parry, who is the chairman of the EFL, yeah. was recorded without his knowledge by a Wigan fan having a conversation with a Wigan fan. Now, he said that there is a rumour going round that in the Singaporean betting market, there was a significant bet placed on Wigan being relegated. Now, at the moment, Wigan are in sort of about 15th, uh, you know, yeah. mid-table. However, if they go into administration, there is a 12-point penalty. And so, the the rumor going around that the yeah they're sixty at the moment they're, they're 60, um six points off the relegation. Basis. So all of a sudden, twelve point penalty they go down. Bottom so of the league, yeah. There is a rumor that this may all be associated with gambling, which might make sense when the owner of the IEC Jesus. is a high stakes now. Various uh, Lisa Nandy, the um, Labour politician, and various other people have written to the EFL to say. 
you should postpone this penalty as a minimum pending any investigation so some lawyers have been appointed to to investigate it all because obviously if they put the penalty now we're gonna okay okay but so then say you're Middlesbrough who are sitting third from bottom who are six points behind Wigan Mm. if they postpone the penalty because they think that they've heard this rumor but then in three months time go nah that wasn't right that was just a rumor okay points deduction but Middlesbrough would have already been relegated well but but forget about the gambling side of things like to ha- like, I just think maybe we just accept that that's the way football is. But to have somebody own fifty greater than fifty percent of both entities, and both the purchaser and the, and the seller, and then all of a sudden within you know a couple of weeks that situation changes. But both times the purchase gets approved by the EFL under the fit and proper person's test. Like I just, there's something Fuck. seriously, yeah. seriously wrong. Yeah, I look forward to watching this pan out because this is gross yeah. and I love it. <laughs> not for Wigan fans, not for the football club, but I, I, I think one look, of the, it's one of those insights into football you just want to know more but about. But the beauty of this stuff, and not the beauty of this stuff, but what I hope, you know, we, we spoke at length for many weeks about what was going on in Newcastle. We've, we've seen this stuff transpire in football. And what I hope with things like this is we realise the the shady underbelly of it all and the complexity of it all. And the more this stuff gets exposed, the mm. more people's radar will be tuned to this stuff not happening again. So yeah, I'm, so. I'm sorry. I mean, you, feel, a... you feel for Wigan. like you feel Because the, at the end of the day, whichever way it goes, you know their club is in administration and that will not change. Yeah. So they are screwed whichever way you look at it. Yeah. Um, has anyone got any other side stories? Uh, yeah, I had a couple of quick ones. Or well, Jeff, you just, you have you one? just spoke I just, yeah, I know. I don't but, want to talk to you anymore. Um, I, well, I'm going to go with one because have you seen that uh, Phil Neville's son signed for Man United? No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the third Neville is about to play. Oh for God, has he got a brother? No, I don't think so. But he's um, signed his first professional contract to Man United. He's, he's been at Man City and then he went to Valencia when his dad was coach at Valencia. Handy position to be in um, and then he came back to England and he went to Man United and they've just given him a professional contract and he plays for Republic of Ireland wow. Republic of Ireland yeah his mum so Phil Neville's wife's Irish Ms Neville Ms Neville oh great uh, I got um, one which I just thought I had to bring up is a interview with Alex Song this week I think I, sh- I think I shared oh. this with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ex-Arsenal. Ex-Arsenal. Yeah. So his interview with Alex Song talking about leaving Arsenal, the painstaking decision that he went through, <laughs> leaving Arsenal and moving to Barcelona. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I met Barca's sporting director. He told me I would not play many games. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I knew now that I would become a millionaire. When Barcelona offered me a contract, they saw how much I would earn. I didn't think twice. <laughs> Good on you, Alex Song. I enjoy the honesty of it. The, yeah. Like the brutal honesty. Yeah, let's not pretend like, yeah, I'm going to be made a millionaire. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. Done. Um, okay, very quick one from Italy and Spain. Hmm? Italy uh, and Spain. Cristiano Ronaldo scored a free kick. Yes. yes. <laughs> Took him 43 attempts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is bizarre. But he's also the first player for Juve to score 25 Serie A goals since 1961. Wow, that's right. Sorry, like, say that again. Going like I just, uh, he's the first Juventus player to score twenty-five goals in the league since nineteen sixty-one. Wow, they just so he's thirty-five years old. At that age, Zidane had retired. 
Saka was retired. Ronaldinho didn't have a team. Xavi played in Saudi Arabia. Thierry Henry was in America. Pele was at the New York Cosmos. And Ronaldo was scoring 35 goals. Yeah. That's amazing. 25 goals. And 76 uh, goals. It was also... This was against... Uh, as a derby over against Torino. Um, but the other thing with this was Buffon uh, made his 600... And 48th Serie A appearance, which is record-breaking. Yeah, beat uh, Maldini's record. Yeah. <laughs> and thought. how old is Buffon? 460. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's 43, I think. 43 he doesn't so play old. much now, but he they, they rolled him out for that. And the other one was Ramos has scored in... 10 goals this season. Um, and he scored, like, what, three in a row or something? Yeah, he, five and seven since restart. Um he scored a, another penalty, so yeah, five and seven. Um, it's his twenty-second consecutive successful penalty in a row. That's pretty good. Isn't Who? It? But I just thought do Matt Nassizia. Yeah, I was going to say who's the <laughs> who's got the record? Matt Nassizia has got to be the best. He scored like forty-eight in a row. Did he? Never missed. Wow, that's pretty good. It's um, amazing. I don't like. I hate Ramos. Ten goals this season. But more I, than Firmino. But I also think that. He's, he's the second top scorer he's, at Real. He's just a winner. Sorry, what? He's the second top goal yeah, scorer ben, at Real Madrid? After yeah, Benzema. Benzema. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know. That is insane. He's just one of those, like, he is, you know, he's well known for his shithousery. Yeah. And he's probably not a very nice bloke. But he'll win your stuff. He is such a winner. Yeah. Like, you just realise you need people. Like, and, the, and you know who else is a winner? Zidane. Yeah. Like, Real Madrid have played... They a, love each other. They have played a lot of ugly football this year. Yeah. But... What he's done is sort them out defensively. Yeah. They're probably going to win win La Liga for you know and the first time since he left. And I just think he wins the Champions League every year, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just you know, it, it's just something about him. End game. End game time, Rog. Stop right. talking. You've been talking for like an hour. It feels yeah. like well, so sick of you, Rog. <laughs> so, sick Rog, you. your games master, having won last week, putting you on fourteen points. I'm on eleven. Jeff's on 10. I'm coming so up it's... your rear, John. <laughs> That's Coming <laughs> up your rear. That's great, Jeff. <laughs> well, you have two opportunities to do that. <laughs> I love coming up your rear twice. Roger's choking at this bit. Okay. Yes. So we have, we have an extra life this year. This year. This, year. this week. Uh, so... Now, this game might seem a little bit weird because there's been so much football since this game. But obviously, one of the big games we haven't really talked about was uh, Man City and Liverpool, which I think happened after we did oh, last week's shed. Yeah, Man City won 5-0, 4 4-0, yeah. yeah. Smashed them. Great. But I was like, well, that's a big game. So um, it's a Man City-Liverpool game. Okay. This one is from 2015. November yeah. 2015. Man City 1, Liverpool 4. Man City were at home. So was that Man City 1, Liverpool 4? Pellegrini or the water boy? Do you call him the water boy? Or, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're all the water boy. They're all the water boy. And obviously... Mr. Klopp. Klopp. So it was Klopp v Pellegrini and it was 4-1 for <coughs> Liverpool. Sorry, 2015. Klopp was there in 2015? Yeah, he's been there five years. Yeah. So it was around when he first joined was when this happened. Um, okay. So, uh, Jeff, you can go first. Oh, God. 
<laughs> uh, I've got lots, but they're probably all wrong. Balotelli. Wow. Wow. That. Because he could have played for either. Uh, I don't think because Klopp would. Balotelli is not correct. Oh. You've got one life though. But because Klopp got rid of Balotelli as soon as he arrived, went, no, yeah, but right. 2015 was his first year. That's what I thought, and he just signed for Man City. David Silva. David Silva must have played for Man City. He's played for him for the last 37 years. David Silva did not play oh! this game. John. We've both lost a life. Okay. Um, Jody Lescott. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! It's more like, think of... Okay, sorry. I've got to get this right. Joe Hart. Joe Hart, correct. Place. Oh, it's over. Yes. Wow. Oh, no. That's a bit depressing. Can so, I, what else did you have, John, before we go? Uh, Zabaleta. Clichy, uh, Sanya, Otamendi. Zabaleta was on the bench but didn't play. Clichy <laughs> was on the bench but didn't play. Oh. Who else did you have? Uh, Otamendi. Otamendi was on the bench but didn't play. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, company. Uh, company was injured, probably. S- Sterling. Uh Come yeah, on. Sterling played. <laughs> Sturridge? No. no. Lucas Levia? Lucas played. Oh, Adebayor? No, Adebayor no, hasn't been at Man City for Aguero? Aguero. Oh, what like, the fuck? Okay, so Man City, Joe Hart. <laughs> Adebayor. So bad. Bakary Sanya, Di Michaelis, Mangala, Managala, oh. Korolov, Yaya Torre. <laughs> Fernando, Jesus Navas, Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, he's quite good, isn't he? Uh, Raheem Sterling, Sergio Aguero up front. Uh, off the bench was Delph, Fernandinho, and Iniacio. Uh Liverpool, Coutinho. <laughs> he's quite good. Firmino. Oh, he's quite good. Adam Lalana. Oh, it's much more recent than I was giving him. Emre Shan, Lucas, Milner, Moreno, Lovren, Skirtle. You were talking about fascist, fascists earlier today. Well, you think Skirtle's a fascist? Isn't he a well-known Nazi or he just looks like a Nazi? <laughs> oh, God, there we go. <laughs> uh, no Nathaniel idea. Klein. But move on. Uh, Mingale in goal. I thought we might have got Mingale as well. Off the bench, Torre, Benteke and Jordan Ibe. That was oh, one of the worst performances that we've was, put in, John. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> was oh, so when I looked terrible. at this, I was like, oh, that'll be a good one. They'll go deep in this one. I'm so proud that I won that. But that was so shit. Default. Like a, for a t- for a two liver, that was particularly bad. <laughs> I won. Hang on Joe your Hart. head in shame. Yes. Um, have you anyone got anything before we go? No, it's just going to be sad next week to do this via Zoom. Yeah, it's, it's going to be weird, isn't it? This is the last one for six weeks in person. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks, COVID. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping maybe it's not six weeks and they're saying like six weeks but then we'll get really excited because it won't be we'll get a vaccine no not, not a vaccine but it's going to be six weeks um, uh. well Australia is a bit like um, the Spice Girls in 1996 they're all pretty good apart from Victoria <laughs> <laughs> on that note thanks for listening everyone we will be back next week in Zoom form um, don't forget I'm just impressed that you, know, you can quote when the Spice Girls were big <laughs> off the top of your head um, ask us questions or tell us we're wrong about something just find us on Facebook or shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com C- can you sing us out Jeff? 
If you want to be my lover, <laughs> you got to get with my friends. Got to get with my friends. No.